Come on, do you feel that way tonight? Come on, do you really feel that way tonight? Do you need Jesus? Do you feel like your neighbor needs Jesus and your world needs Jesus? Thank you, Lord, that you are available to us tonight, that you have come to help us, that you have come to heal us and restore us, that you're as close as the very mention of your name. I am thankful tonight that it's not just any given name. But as mentioned earlier, it is a name that is above every name. It's above cancer. It's above heart disease. It's above all the issues you may be up against. The name of Jesus is greater. Amen. And I am thankful to know tonight that that's the God that I serve. Amen. He is a faithful, faithful God. Amen. Thank you, young people, for your worship tonight. Amen. What a wonderful, wonderful job. Amen. So glad to have each and every one of you here tonight. Thank you to all of our guests that are here with us. We pray that you have already been blessed and leave encouraged tonight. Amen. As soon as service is over, give somebody the opportunity to get around to you and talk to you and get to know you a little better. But we want to say how grateful we are that you are here tonight. Amen. We also want to rejoice tonight with Brother Easton Abbott. He got the Holy Ghost this week at Kids Camp. Amen. And we are so excited for him. Amen. It's always wonderful. We had one get the Holy Ghost today and baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. That's a reason to rejoice. Amen. Amen. I love our children. and I love our young people. And tonight's message, I come with a heart for them, but it's for everybody here tonight. Sister Sherry, let's see those Dukes. She likes to go to war sometimes and let the devil know who he's up against. Amen. And what he's up against. Sometimes we come and I think we forget who we serve. It's already done. All this trouble and trial and frustration, that, that's just distractions. Everything else is already accomplished. His word is already settled in heaven. So we might as well come into the house of God expecting... As Pastor talked about today, stepping out and expecting God to be God and God's people to be God's people and just come into the house of the Lord on a Sunday night and let God have His way. Amen. Will you agree with me tonight that we're going to do that and let God have His way? Come on, put your dukes up tonight and say, I mean business. I mean business tonight. For all of my theologians, you can plug your ears if you want to. I ask that you would allow me to use a verse of Scripture for my thought tonight. And While I do realize what it is referencing in the natural, I also believe that we would be foolish and naive to think that it does not have spiritual application. 
I understand tonight, but I also feel it is fitting to our season we are in. And I feel like the Lord shared this with me today. And I want to continue in that same vein that I have been feeling. And I know many of you others have been feeling the same. And that is a resilience, a fight, a boldness, a passion, a mindset that has been stirring since the beginning of this year. That even our Vision Sunday, we talked about going deeper. There's something that ought to be inside each and every one of you that says, I'm not satisfied. I'm not content. There's something stirring inside of me. Even now, here we are at the end of June. And and can I just be honest? I still want to go deeper. I still want to see God do more. I still come expecting God to do something great and miraculous in the house of the Lord tonight. Vision Sunday doesn't just end on Vision Sunday. That ought to carry us each and every service, every morning that we wake up, we ought to see this in our mind deeper. That expectancy that was preached about this morning, did you come with it tonight? If you would, turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, we're going to read verses 3, 4, 5, and 6. And it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. And tonight, if you'll allow me for just a few moments, I want to preach to you on the subject. Let's put an end to the rumors. It's not just rumors anymore. I have come to war tonight. I've come to fight tonight in the spirit. I've come to get together with God's people and say what you've heard is true. I'm a fighter. I've come to fight for my children. I've come to fight for my young people. I've come to fight for my marriage. I've come to fight for my family. I've come to fight for this church. And I mean business tonight. So let's put an end to the rumor. What you've heard is true. I'm a fighter. I am a soldier for God. I am in the army of the Lord. Would you put your hands together tonight? Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your hand that is upon us tonight. Let your anointing fall in this place right now. God, and that somebody would get passion in their heart again to fight once more. In the name of Jesus, we pray everyone said amen. And it is so. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Now, I understand tonight that there are wars taking place, even now. And that I know tonight there will be other wars that will no doubt take place. Nation against nation, brother against brother. 
And I understand there will be numerous casualties due to these wars. And for that, my heart breaks tonight. I'm not naive enough tonight to think that the land of the free and home of the brave will not have a part in some of that. We've seen the news and we've heard the rumors. And I have no doubt that we have just seen the beginning. But tonight I come referencing another war. It has been rumored that there are still a people who are a called people. A people who war in a much different way. Not with tanks and choppers and jets and battleships. But there's a people who know how to get down on their knees and pray. They know how to get down on their knees and begin to war in a different way. We do not war with the intent to see innocent lives destroyed. Rather, we desire to see destroyed lives restored. 2 Corinthians 10 in the message says, And now a personal but most urgent matter I write in the gentle but firm spirit of Christ. I want you to know when I come, it is with a heart that is tender and gentle because I want to do this the right way, but I also want to mean business when I come to the table. I want the enemy to know I mean business. I want my family to know I mean business. I want my church to know that I mean business. And I want to do things the right way. And I want to be gentle and loving and compassionate, but I also want to come with the Holy Ghost boldness that says there's still a fight in me. There's still a passion in me. And I'm going to do this with grace and with mercy, but I'm also going to speak the truth in love. He said, don't think that I will hesitate a single minute to stand up to those that say I am unprincipled opportunist. Then they will have to eat their words. For the world is unprincipled. It's a dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we do not live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. What was he saying I've come gracious and I've come nice and kind but I'm also going to be very bold and saying we're not fighting the same fight they're fighting they want to fight that way that's fine but I'm going to fight a different way I'm going to build up instead of tearing down I'm going to clear out obstacles and distractions and make a clear path for people I'm going to use these God tools to tear down false ideas and false gods and say that's not right and that has no place here that doesn't belong in my home that doesn't belong in my family all the while smiling and saying I'm doing this because I love you I'm doing this because I care about you and you are worth fighting for but it has been rumored 
that there is some fight left in you. It's been rumored that there's still a people that know how to worship. That there's still a people who knows whose name to call in time of trouble. There's still a people that know that there's a place they can run to and be saved. That is the name of the Lord that is a strong tower. There is still a people of God that knows when we get a bad report that that's not the end. But I can get down on my knees and say, God, this is how I fight my battles this is how I war I don't have to get online I don't have to tell the world about it I've just got to come tell you about it this is me fighting this is me warring and I want to see an end to the enemy's distractions there's a people that have been quieted and pushed into a corner for far too long And has a little bit of fight in them. A little bit of pushback. It's been rumored that there have been some people who are labeled lunatics and fanatics. That are wild about their God. That the life that they are living is a cult lifestyle. And that you've gone crazy. And even labeled brainwashed. You ought to tell them, yeah, I'm brainwashed. My heart's washed, my soul's washed, my feet are washed, my hands are washed because I was baptized in Jesus' name. I am cleansed, I am washed. Call me whatever you want to call me, but I am all of those. It's no rumor, it's true. I have been washed. I have been made free and clean in the mighty name of Jesus. Ephesians 6 and 10, finally my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, Not my neighbor, not my spouse, not my friend, not the people sitting on the pew beside me, not my co-workers. That's flesh and blood. And we get frustrated and we, we get upset from time to time because of those people. But there's a much bigger battle and war going on right now that is not flesh and blood. That if we would only realize what is taking place in a realm that we cannot see and we would go to war that way, then some of the wars that we're having this way would be all right. He said, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having all to stand, stand therefore. Stand therefore. This is no weekend war, the message says. This is no weekend war that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps. Life or death. Fight to the finish against the devil and all of his angels. 
What we are doing matters. When we go to war, we're not playing patty cake. The enemy isn't interested in just playing with you like a little tetherball and a cat pawing at it. He's saying, I want to destroy you. So when he means business, you better come in and mean business and say, I'm not playing that game. This isn't a weekend warrior trip. This is a lifetime. This is for my soul. This is for my family's salvation. Now hear me tonight, I think you understand, I'm not suggesting that you go out and get in physical altercations with people who disagree with you. If you're looking for somebody that doesn't see eye to eye, and doesn't just agree with every thought that you have and everything you have to say, then just look to the person right beside you. Disagreements are a dime a dozen. We don't all think the same way. We don't all operate in the same manner. But I'm wanting to know tonight, is there anyone in here that is tired of feeling like we're the ones that have to continually lie down and die and keep our mouths shut and be silent? Everybody else is handed a microphone and a platform. Everybody else is given a video camera. They can speak their mind and share their opinion. And you say, well, I want to share mine. I'd like a microphone. I'd like a platform. You know where your platform is? It's in that prayer closet. It's in that place that you go kneel down and say, God, nobody else wants to listen to me. Nobody else wants to listen to this fight I have inside of me. Then I'm going to talk to you about it. And he's going to hear everything I've got to say. He's going to hear me call out every one of my baby's name in prayer. He's going to hear me call out my church family in prayer. He's going to sit and listen as I tear his kingdom apart piece by piece. Name by name, I'm going to call each and every one of them out in prayer. That's my microphone. That's my platform. That is where I go to war. You say, well, I'm tired of having to embrace the trouble and remain silent. I don't want to stir the pot. I think you know that pot's already been stirred. Our world sure doesn't care if that pot gets stirred. Those people on social media sure don't care if that pot gets stirred. You go stir that pot somewhere else. You get in that prayer closet and stir that pot. I know there's flesh and humanity heavily involved, but our fight is not flesh and blood. We are wrestling those things, but notice Scripture did not say... I want you to just roll over and diminish your desire and and just die. Scripture didn't say, I want you to lie down and let them snuff out your light. Scripture didn't say, I want you to just remove yourself and be quiet and go, go in the closet and just zip your lips. No, he said, I want you to take upon yourself the whole armor of God. Because there is a fight That you're about to be a part of. While yes there are defensive mechanisms that you're going to have. There's also weapons that you have. That are used for the offense. That are for you to utilize and say okay. This is part of the armor of God. This is part of what he's talking about. We've got to get our fight back in us. It was a young sailor man named Pi Who said that's all I can stand. And I can't stand it no more. 
We ought to feel that way sometimes when we come into the house of God or we get down to pray and say, God, I've had all I can stands and I can't stands it no more. The enemy has pushed me as far as he can push me. He's tried to silence me as much as he can silence me. And I've taken it this far. I've let him push. I've let him push my buttons and aggravate me just a little bit. But I'm about to go off on this guy. And I'm about to let him have it. Because I've had all I can take and I can't take any more. It's time I fight back. We need to get Holy Ghost boldness to step up. Step out, tear down, break through, break out, break forth, run through, shout down every wall, every chain, every adversary, every obstacle, every opposition, and saying, God, nothing is going to hinder me, nothing is going to slow me down, because I mean business, I am here to war, I am here to fight, I am here to give everything that I've got. And I have had enough. We're fighting, but some of us, we're fighting the wrong way. We see something online that we don't like. We, I'll give it right back to them. I'm telling my two cents. We hear somebody say something that we don't like, and we just blow on them. And get mad and get frustrated. But would there be someone join me tonight and say, it's time to put the rumors to rest. It's not just words anymore. But I'm about to start putting some action to what I've been saying. I'm not proposing you go out and be a lunatic. But I'm asking you to war the way you know how to war. You know how to go to God in prayer. You know how to handle business with Him. You know that just a little talk with Jesus makes everything all right. It does. I've experienced it. I've had those moments I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to compose myself, but I found myself praying, and within just a few minutes, maybe all my answers weren't given to me and all my healings weren't present and everything I ever wanted wasn't right there at my feet. But just a little talk with Jesus made it all right. It made it all right. I pray tonight that when the enemy shouts, you say, all right, I'm going to shout louder. That when the enemy roars, you say, all right, but I'm going to roar louder. When he punches, you take the punch and you say, all right, I'm going to punch harder. I'm going to fight back. I'm going to give back everything that you've dished out to me and some. This means war. It has been said time and time again, yet I don't think we fully grasp the concept when Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That was not God saying, well, we have a great defense here. And all we need to do is just hold on and believe, and then hell is not going to prevail when it attacks us. That's not what that word says. Rather, it is the church that is on the offense. And hell's gates cannot withstand the church. 
He's saying the church is so strong and so powerful and upon this truth that you have realized today, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against you and what you want to accomplish and what you want to see take place no matter how hard it tries and says, no, don't come at me, church. Don't tear down these gates. Don't. It can't prevail. You just keep walking and keep fighting and say, this kingdom belongs to God. These belong to God. This child belongs to God. We're storming your gates tonight and we want you to know we're coming for everybody. Well, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want anyone getting hurt. We don't want to get too bloody. We don't want to go to battle today. So we either don't fight or as David, we just send other people to fight for us. But when you do not go to battle, when you choose not to fight yourself, when you choose not to get involved in what's going on, there will be a price to pay. You leave yourself prey to other things. And you may not die on the battlefield but you might get distracted on the balcony. Second Samuel chapter 11 says, And it came to pass after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, to war. The time came when it was time to be out there on the battlefield. Scripture goes on to say, But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And because of that, in the very next verse, it tells you of his fall. Because he was not at war. Don't just go to war, but war the way that God wants you to war. He said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. I've never felt a scripture that was more challenging in this hour than that verse right there. For the hour that we are in when the media, when social media, when cameras, when friends, everyone, we don't live in a glass house anymore. We live in a magnifying glass house where everything the church does, everything we say is being recorded, is being watched. They've got their ear on us. They are waiting on us to say something dumb and say something that's going to get us in a heap of trouble. You better make sure that you are as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. When you see that comment that you want to blast off and respond to, you need to stop for just a minute and say, God, let me be as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Let me be as that one earlier that said, God, let me come and speak the truth in love, but also let me be understanding and gracious and merciful, understanding that there's more at play here, and that person, that the sins that they're going through, this is much bigger than them, this is bigger than where they're at in their life, but this is, this is spiritual things that we are facing, this is a spiritual thing in this hour and I've got to make sure that I am warring the right way I'm not suggesting fist fights I'm not suggesting that you shame someone for their life 
I'm talking about taking a stand for who you are and what you are and what you allow in your home and don't allow in your home and taking a stand where you need to take a stand and what you don't want your kids to be a part of and what you want to see God do in this hour in spite of the antichrist culture that we are living in. Saying, I'm not going to sit back. I'm not just going to coast along and cruise along and just let whatever be, be. I'm not just going along to get along. Because what I tolerate, hear me tonight, what I tolerate, my children will embrace. What I allow just for a moment thinking, well it has no harm towards me, could be devastating to my children. Sister Rachel Coltharp shared this last year sometime. She said, be cautious of the weights and sins you bring into your life and home. For they may only bite you, but they may devour your children. You hear me tonight, you've got to war. You've got to get serious about what we are doing here. You've got to say there is life and death in the balance. There is heaven or hell in the balance. And I have got to quit sitting back and being quiet and sitting on my hands. And I've got to war the way I know how to war. I've got to go to the Lord in prayer. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. He didn't say if the world will do that. He said if my people will do that, then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land and will restore them. You hear me tonight, God is waiting on a people to say I'm ready, God, to war the way that you want me to war. Maybe I'm preaching to myself tonight, but I'm tired of seeing people give up and give in and give out. I'm tired of watching them go along and just say, you know what, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of working. I'm, try I'm tired of doing this. It it it's not doing me any good. It's not doing my family any good. Some of us have gotten so busy and so tired working that we have not been warring. But can I tell you tonight, not only can you do both, you have to do both. You have to work and you have to war. For when Nehemiah was building the wall, Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, Scripture says. He was wroth and took great indignation and mocked. He made fun of. He ridiculed everything they did. Look at them up there worshiping. Look at them young people up there singing. And I know what they did. I know who they are. I know what they've been through. Just no, 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 no. Mocking, making fun of, trying to tear down every little thing that you do good in God's eyes. So we packed our things and went home. We just got tired of warring and fighting and working and we just gave up. No, he says, so built we the wall. We kept doing what we were doing. And all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof for the people. They had a mind to work. They didn't mind working. They wanted to see this wall built. They wanted to see resurrection. They wanted to see something become of the rubble. 
But now the enemy sees that their wrath didn't stop the work. And it says, then they were very wroth. Whoa, man. The enemy just went from being wroth to very wroth. And conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. When the adversary saw that the was no longer working. When he saw that the distractions he was throwing their way did not slow them down. And did not stop them. They were saying, well, they're, they're still working. They're still praying. They're still worshiping. They're still, they're still coming to church faithful. I've thrown this at them and I've thrown that at them. And, and they're, boy, they're just still going at it. They're still having revival. Still baptizing people. Still doing awesome, awesome things. And, and so the enemy says, we can't allow that to happen. So now we're not just going to do that. We're going to fight against them to hinder. We're going to fight against them to hinder. So you know what would happen if we just keep on working and our enemy gets serious enough, he's ready to start fighting? You're going to get knocked out. You're going to get knocked down. And you're going to get destroyed. It says they put their heads together and decided to fight against Jerusalem and create as much possible as they could. But when all you're doing is working, the message Bible says the builders were pooped. They were worn out. They were tired. And the rubbish piles up. We are in over our heads. We can't build this wall. Because now... He means business. Now his words are more than just words. But he's fighting. He's trying to take me out. He's trying to destroy us. When you are consumed in the work. And the enemy is fighting, 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 mocking and hindering. You are never going to gain any ground. Even with guards it's going to take more than that. So Nehemiah said in verse 14. I looked, and I rose up, and I said to the nobles and the rulers, and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. You need to lift your head up and hear me tonight. Do not be afraid of that one that's come fighting against you. Because we have something on our side that they don't have. We have something for us that they don't have for them. And he says, remember the Lord which is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight for your houses. Fight. It's your turn to fight back. It's your turn to say, I'm not taking this while I'm trying to do a work for God. While I'm trying to have good church. While we're trying to have revival. I'm not going to sit back and sit on my hands when God is on my side. But rather, I'm
I'm going to fight. Not just so I fight against him, but I am fighting for something. I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my future. I'm fighting for my sons and my daughters and our home. That's what I am fighting for tonight. Let's all stand. He said, it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we returned all of us to the wall, everyone unto his work. Only this time, half of my servants wrought in the work and the other half of them held both the spears, the shields, and the bows, and the harbingen. He said, well... What's, what's that all about? Because there's people working. And while they're working, there's some other people that are saying, you're not messing with them. They're trying to do something for God. If you get to them, you're going to have to go through me. And there's people that are warring. And there's people over there saying, oh, come on, don't stop. Don't put that sword down. We're going to finish this thing before it's all said and done. I'm over here working. Don't you stop fighting. Don't you put that sword down. You keep shooting that bow and arrow. Don't you give in and don't you give up. We've got to war and we've got to work. It says, and they which build it on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it. Every one. Every one with one of his hands wrought in the work and the other hand held a weapon one hand on the work and one hand on the weapon one hand on the work of God and one hand on the weapon saying no matter which way you come we're ready if you sneak up behind me to take me out I got a brother that's right behind me and he's got a weapon too I've got a brother there in the back. He brought his weapon too. I've got some sisters over here that have been warring at a Tuesday Bible study and prayer meeting. They've been going to war when others have been staying at home fighting a battle that others don't even know about. The hour of just working is over. It's time we start warring. It's not time to whistle while we work. It's time to war while we work. I'm going to war every Sunday. I'm going to war when I wake up on Monday. I'm going to fight for my family. I'm going to get involved in the work of God. Now let let me tell you what's going to have to happen. Warring doesn't just happen accidentally. It doesn't happen just because you say it. I'm going to start warring. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, it's going to have to take something in you that wants to push back and fight back. You have felt it in your spirit. If you've prayed for five minutes in the last few months, there is something going on much deeper than this flesh stuff that we live in. If you have a spiritual bone in your body, you know that God is calling His people deeper. That He is stirring something deeper. That He is trying to get you into a place that you've never seen or heard before. 
Some of us have talked about, Brother Clyde shared this a few weeks ago. He said that word kept jumping out at him. Contend. Contend. He shared it with some of the music team one night. We had up here and there was a meeting going on. And he said, I just contend, contend, contend. And while he was saying those words, contend, contend, contend. It was like neon lights that flashed before my eyes that said, content, content, content. One letter difference. But that difference is all the difference in the world. Because you can sit back and you can be content. And say, well, church has been really good. The devil, he hasn't messed with me this week, so I'm okay. The devil hasn't knocked on my door this week and everything hasn't been too bad, so I'm fine. But there's some other people that are saying, no, no, there's something in me that says I've got to contend. I've got to fight. I've got to push back at what's been pushing me and saying, devil, you're not going to have my children. You're not going to have my family. You're not going to take my church. You're not going to take my young people. However you want to fight, let's go. Let's war in the spirit. Let's pray in the spirit. I'm not sitting down. I'm not sitting back. I'm not going to be quiet any longer. You're going to hear from me tonight. You're going to hear from my babies tonight. We're going to fight together. We're going to war together. Find somebody around you right now and take them by the hand. Tell them we're going to fight together. If you're working, I'm warring. If you're warring, I'm working. We're going to do this together. Devil, you mess with the wrong people. You mess with the wrong son. You mess with the wrong family tonight. Come on. Somebody needs to let out a war cry. Somebody needs to let out a war cry. Let the enemy know you're coming. You're coming. God, I'm going to recover it all. Everything that was stolen, I'm going to recover it all. Come on. Somebody get serious. Somebody get serious tonight. Woo! Ilo bobo satara bahakata.